0: Welcome to Business Plugs Live. We talk about crypto, business, tech, finance, and other interesting relevant topics to keep you up to date, mainly in the cryptocurrency world. So my name is Carlos McQuarrie. I'm the co-founder of Business Plugs and I'm here with Jordan Smith, who's the CEO. Let's get plugged in. So the biggest talk of the town, um, I think what most people are interested in right now is that Ethereum network finally transitions to proof of stake. So mining will no longer be worth it. Due to the difficulty bomb, so we moved from proof of work uh, to proof of stake. Uh, proof of stake. So instead, the network now uses validators who have staked ether on the network to validate transactions, and this should mean the network would be more energy efficient with a 99% savings. So I'm definitely really interested to hear your comments on this. But first, I have a few other points uh, I want to mention before we get deeper into this, Jordan. Hedge funds are shorting spot Ether in the short term. That's what I uh, learned about this morning. Uh, one big update that will happen in the upcoming month is the Shanghai update, which will allow staked ETH to be unlocked and potentially sold. Um, and that's apparently 11% of the total ETH according to OKCoin. So we may see a large supply of uh, Ether being dumped onto the market when that update comes, um, but I guess that's, uh, we will see. But right now um, Ethereum is a- Ethereum Classic is a key beneficiary, beneficiary, and the hash rate is skyrocketing. Some people are talking about launching a new coin. Um, I think you can maybe speak more to that because you you quickly mentioned to me about that offline. Um, but the second most, uh, the second most uh, biggest, I guess, popular coin in terms of hash rate right now is Dogecoin um, instead of Ether. So I'm interested to get your input, Jordan, on uh, on this uh, merge
1: that finally happened after so much pushback.
2: Yep, it finally happened, um, and pretty much the what I expected, the price went down. So we're going to watch ether, the Ether economy, you know, excuse me, the Ether world in the next several months and see what happens. Um, as of right now, there is something called ETHW. It's basically the, I don't want to use, when you see the word W, don't get confused. Don't think it's wrapped ETH it's basically the proof of work eth so it's not eth it's not ethereum classic it's a new coin that is it's ba- basically what happened is a fork it wasn't a merge cuz some developers said you know what we're not going to proof of stake we're going to keep everything how it is and as of right now on f2 pool bitcoin has the highest hash rate then litecoin then etc classic and eth w is right behind it and then there's etf and then there's bch so it seems as of right now so far so good for the proof of stake for ether but we're gonna we're gonna watch the market um i i'll get into it a, a little later but For several reasons, I don't expect Ether to go all of a sudden back to like twenty five hundred or three thousand. When you
1: say that, do you mean like forever,
2: or do you mean in the near term? Um, that's to be that's to be determined. That's to be determined because one thing that I didn't I didn't see coming. Like we've been talking about this for years, I didn't see a fork. I thought it was okay. A merge. And then there's gonna be no ETH. But now when, when you go to CoinMarketCap and you see ETH as the second cryptocurrency, that's basically ether proof of stake. If you search on CoinMarketCap, there's a there's an ether that's supported by proof of work. So I can't tell you for sure, like I told you before, that you know, ETH is gonna to go to the moon. One of these is gonna go, I don't know for sure which one. I do know that the White House says that U.S. Congress may consider legislation to ban proof of work Bitcoin mining. If they do that, um, it's sad for Americans, but it's not going to stop anything. Um, if the U.S. Congress, for some reason, bans proof of work for whatever reason they come up with, people around the world are c- continue to support proof of work cryptocurrencies.
1: So to put this into context, for those of you who are listening, um, Ethereum in the last seven
0: days is down 16%. Um, I mean, the last hour, it's up not even a percent. Last 24 hours, down 3%, but 16% is, I mean, cryptocurrency is pretty volatile, but a lot of people were looking at this merge as supposed supposedly being a positive thing. Um, but, you know, the market normally tells you uh, how they feel, and that's kind of what the mood is right now. People are not extremely happy about this. Uh, Proof of a uh, stake merge, uh, apparently. Um, and it go, goes to show you today, as soon as this happened, um, and I'm reading a uh, an article that I'm reading on Cointelegraph right now, which is one of my uh, go-to sites for uh, cryptocurrency news, just because uh, they're short articles. Um, Gary Gensler now is uh, looking at, uh, let's see, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler reportedly said that cryptocurrency intermediaries are allowed holders to stake their crypto may define it as a security under the Howey test, according to the Wall Street Journal. So Gary Gensler uh, said that allowing holders to stake coins results in the investing public anticipating profits based on the efforts of others. So, I mean, you see they're coming in now and this is actually more centralized because more people are able to, I mean, I mean, they're coming at it as, as, as if it's a st- uh, centralized, um, uh, centralized, uh, I guess, entity. So um, I'm really interested in uh, seeing how this plays out. Regulations are coming in heavy. There was another uh, headline I saw recently. I didn't get to deep, uh, dig deeper into it, but I'm pretty sure the White House is also coming with some extra regulations, especially uh, when it comes to stable coins. Um, I think they really are happy about the benefits that stable coins can do, but do want to regulate it but other coins um, and cryptocurrency, they're not really fond of. So they're gonna be really cracking down on stablecoin coin included
1: uh, cryptocurrency uh, in the co- upcoming months, years, uh, I believe. But I guess we'll see how that plays out.
2: You could get to a point where the powers that be basically uh, attack proof-of-work cryptocurrencies. Why? Because on the back end, what a lot of people don't see is a lot of investors, a lot of businessmen, a lot of politicians, they have more money in Ether than they do Bitcoin. That is why sometimes if you listen to headlines or read headlines, you're going to see an attack on Bitcoin. Uh, jp morgan is behind ether jp morgan and all their investors are behind ether so basically who holds the most proof of stake it's jp morgan that's something that we're trying to get rid of we're trying to get rid of jp morgan you've been controlling everything ever since you started your bank so it's not going to surprise me if u.s congress just like canada canada lists posted a list of cryptocurrencies that Canadians can buy and cryptocurrencies that Canadians can only buy a certain percentage of. So I expect the U.S. Congress to come out with some type of list in the end to boost um, the special people that they have already made deals with. In the long run, it's going to be very interesting because if you truly understand cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, you really, really understand it at a very high level you support proof of work way more than you support proof of stake. So that's why as of right now, I can't say, hey, yeah, we should, you know, right now, I wouldn't be taking out a loan for $10 million and staking ether proof of stake. I would be talking about proof of work cryptocurrencies.
1: I mean, they do call it proof of wealth, or some
0: people do for a reason, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and advocate for either. Um, I do believe that mining uh, has its place. I think proof of stake maybe can work for some uh, cryptocurrency. Should it be the main way? Uh, It has its positives and negatives. Um, I mean, if you look at staking, it pretty much only allows extremely wealthy people to uh, play in the game, I guess. But mining, it's also expensive to mine, but it's not. uh, It's like what? If you want to at least participate, it's a one-time cost, right? Um, It's not extremely high. Um, Yes, it is. Well, I mean, to mine ether, I think uh total like mining rig, if you really want to like before the merge, if you wanted to mine at like, the lower level, it would cost you maximum in the US or let's say in Europe, for example, like $2,000 or euros, not even, and I'm highballing it. But I mean, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to stake ether, I believe, I don't know if they changed it recently. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it was 32 ETH um, just to participate. So, I mean, that's that's really, I don't know that many people who have, uh, I can't even do the math right now, but who have um, like 50K uh, just laying around, able to stake. So, I mean, it's uh, proof of work is uh, interesting. So it's proof of stake, obviously, but I think, like you said, time will tell which direction it will go. Sure, maybe it's more energy efficient, proof of stake, but I mean, who's really able to participate? That's kind of why I like crypto in the long run is because it allows more people to participate in this financial game. But if you start limiting people from participating
1: again, then it doesn't really change how how things are now, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, moving on to other news. um, I know uh, Ether moving to proof of stake is the biggest news of this week. Um, Another report that came out is inflation fell slightly to 8.3% in August. Um, This is still very, very high. Um, The European Central Bank Bank raised interest rates. Finally, I've been waiting for them to raise interest rates. They're several months behind, but they raised interest rates by 0.75%. Vladimir Putin today, not today, within two weeks, said traditional reserve currencies like the U.S. dollar and the euro have lost their credibility. Um, I'm looking at Iran, Russia, China to kind of kind of push a hybrid approach. They're not going to push their own currencies, but they're definitely going to attack the U.S. dollar. So Iran, Russia and China, in my opinion, are slightly going to push cryptocurrency because they know it hurts the U.S. dollar. So that's something to watch out for.
1: Yeah it's interesting cuz China banned Bitcoin not too long ago right but I believe that they still have a really
0: high percentage of people who are still mining or are still trading uh cryptocurrency uh in general which is uh it's going to be interesting to see how they if they do attack the US dollar how they will do that and I believe that's also why uh the US is scrambling trying to figure out how to implement these uh the uh the regulation of these stable coins because they know that it's actually good if a lot of people are using USDC using Tether because it expands the uh the system you know the dollar system um but uh i mean if i want to stick to that topic uh hopefully i don't change the topic too much for you but uh binance actually i believe if i'm looking at this uh, correctly they change they're going to change how they handle certain stable coins and they want to give users a uh, more choice at uh, withdrawal um, so I think as of September 29th, Binance is going to automatically convert to anyone's holdings of Circle's uh, USDC coin, as well as uh, two other smaller coins that on their platform into uh, the BUSD stable coin. Um, so on one hand, they're saying they're trying to move, uh, enhance liquidity and improve capital efficiency for users um but on the other hand it's seen it as a move by binance to increase its own liquidity and its own stable coin and uh for those of you who are not familiar and I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this episode you probably know this by right now binance is pretty much the, like the biggest cryptocurrency exchange by far and this is a big move um and I mean it's just uh it's crazy to see how they're making this move and giving you the best choice in which uh dollar to know the coin that they can use on their platform so I mean we're starting to see some big changes by some big movers um uh, right now. Um, we're starting to see a lot of big economical, uh, issues again. I mean, I don't, I personally did not think we were at the bottom. As you said, inflation came back at 8.3. I believe the target was 8.1%. Um, so I mean, that also triggered the market going down temporarily as well. So, I mean, I think crypto is still in a crypto winter. I don't see a bull market anytime soon, but obviously cryptocurrency is not, it's not really easy to predict.
2: Um, we will still Still remains to be seen, but uh, that's kind of my view on it. Uh, when I when we here on our channel when we speak about China, we moving forward, I'll kind of decipher: Am I talking about the Chinese government, or I'm talking about the Chinese people? Because the Chinese people love cryptocurrency, and they're one of the biggest supporters of cryptocurrency. Most of all of um, my mining equipment, it it comes from China. Most of these. Businesses that are involved in cryptocurrency, you know, they're established in China. Uh, more than 50 billion worth of cryptocurrency left East Asia between 2019 and 2020. Um, when you want to start, when you want to talk about the bottom and inflation rates, um, we're, I don't think we're, we're not at the bottom. I know we're the United States government was looking for an 8.1 August inflation rate. It came out 8.3. Um, we're definitely not there. Because if you look, if you like zoom out, other currencies and other countries are feeling a lot more pressure than us. So it's only a matter of... So that tells me that if other countries are feeling so much pressure, the U.S. economy can't just automatically just switch and be like, yeah, our economy is doing great. No, it's not. You know, for example, Japan. Japan has the yen. The yen has already lost more than 20% of its value. In the last year, the yen has lost over 20% of its value. I think that may be one of the first big NATO G7 summit type countries to have their own currency go to the bottom. I think I saw today that Japan's going to print like 3 trillion yen this morning to fight inflation. Um, So it's only a matter of time. Um, I do understand that the Biden administration has brought down the gas by using our reserves. So when our reserves run out, I expect the gas prices here in the United States to go back to where they were before. You know, if you look on year over end, um, CPI overall is 8.3. But gas is up 25 percent. Fuel oil oil is up 68 percent. Milk is up 17 percent. Airline fares are up 33.4%. Mortgage rates here in the United States are up. They're seeing highs of highs for the last 15 years. So all of this tells me that if you're invested in crypto or you want to get into crypto, you have more time. In my opinion, you have more time because there's a lot of money that is not going to be there. Um, I think the FedEx CEO said recently, let me see what the FedEx CEO, because that's a good indication of the US economy. We want to follow the, the FedEx, the UPS, the guys that, that move everything in our in our world. Um, the FedEx stock plunged 20%. And the FedEx CEO says he expects the economy to enter a worldwide recession. So as much as some people say that we're not in a recession, I think we are in a recession. I think it's going to continue until 2023. And it's a great time to get into crypto because if you thought that Bitcoin's at, what, 19,000 something right now, if you thought you missed the boat, you know, Ethers are hovering around 1,400, you didn't miss the boat at all. There's less than a trillion dollars invested into this industry alone.
1: That's the problem with human psychology, right? I mean, you look at when it's everything's going
0: well and it's booming, and that's when most people are like, "Oh, okay, let's go and let's jump in." But then, like, when it's down and things are going bad, I mean, it's really, really hard. Uh, for anyone who's like new to investing and just listening to this, I'm sure most people listening probably know this, but you can't guess the bottom of the market and you can't predict the top of the market. The thing that I do, I don't like everything that Warren Buffett says, especially since he's against uh, crypto. But uh, some of the things I do like that he says is be fearful and when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And also um, you got to have a long-term perspective. Um, and that's the thing. Most people want to have quick wins. We live in this world with a quick, I mean, we, have, we live in a world with quick satisfaction, right? Where everything happens instantly almost, but that's not how investing works. If you are, do want to invest in crypto and you do believe it's going to be somewhere in the long-term, let's say Bitcoin does hit uh, the price of, one million, which uh, I think it was Kathy Woods predicted. Do you, are you really going to care if you bought it at 40,000 versus 20,000? I mean, sure you will, but at the end of the day, you still made a big profit, which is probably going to be faster than the broad uh, stock market. So, I mean, uh, my point is that it's, it's gonna, we're, we we're at a really unpredictable part of our economy right now. Interest rates are definitely going up still. The Fed is not going to slow down and the ECB is obviously not going to slow down. So what does that mean? That means less disposable income is going to be in these people's pockets. So if people have less disposable income, where are they going to be putting it? I mean, if they have less disposable income, they're not going to be putting in the crypto is actually what I wanted to say. They're probably going to be using it to pay for their expenses. But once they start easing up on those interest rates and the economy starts booming again, well, I bet you people obviously will start putting money into stocks again, but then it also they're going to take more risk. So right now people are not taking high risk, which is good for those of you who wanted low prices and still have additional income, because now is a good opportunity to buy when it's
1: low instead of buying at the top, like a lot of people did and are now burning.
2: Even if you even if it makes you when you're investing, no matter what you're investing in, you should feel 100 percent comfortable in it. Right. So you don't have to necessarily buy a cryptocurrency and then stake it or just hold it in your wallet. You can buy a piece of equipment that mines that cryptocurrency and then sends it to a wallet. So when you buy a piece of equipment, what, what happens like in terms of like, the psychology of your brain? when you, you don't have to make that conscious decision to take money out of your checking account to put it in a coin. Because most of the time, when you take that money out of your checking account and put it, and let's just say you buy Bitcoin and you're looking at your Coinbase wallet, now you have an obligation that's built inside you to constantly look at that investment and see if you made a good idea, a good investment or not. And 90% of the time, when you're investing in crypto, as soon as you buy, the price is going to go down or the market's going to tank. So now you're stressing about that initial investment that you made. Well, if you buy a piece of equipment, you can have a peace of mind that as long as that equipment runs smoothly, you are gaining crypto. And you it switches your mindset to think not about how the cryptocurrency is doing that day, About it switches it to think how long is this machine going to run? Because as long as this machine is running, I know I'm making more money than I would be making if the machine wasn't running. So that is another way to look at investing in crypto. You know, you can mine crypto. You can stake it. You know, you can visit the Business Plugs blog. And we have several different articles about different cryptocurrencies, but at the same time, different ways to make money in this industry. And, And to to continue carlos so i got to ask you what's the difference between ether classic and ether proof of work when you say ether proof of work
1: that's a newer cryptocurrency that came out right yes it was
0: created less than 2 months ago right okay so the difference um i cannot speak on ether proof of work but i can uh, give a basic overview for those of you who are listening and kind of confused about how blockchain and cryptocurrencies work. So for example, there's Bitcoin and then there's Bitcoin cash. Bitcoin cash is a fork of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash, they were the same blockchain at some point, but at some point the people who were mining decided to take a different path and start going their own way. That's kind of how it happens. I believe in, and I'm not a technical, I mean, I I work in tech, but I'm not an engineer. But the way that blockchain works is that you have people who pretty much follow a certain code and there are forks pretty much all the time, but they don't last. So you have a fork like Bitcoin Cash. There are other ones, I believe you talked about Bitcoin Gold or Bitcoin Diamond, I believe. And I might. there are so many different types, I can't really keep up with it. But there are forks happening all the time in cryptocurrencies. Um, so Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum Classic is actually the original Ethereum blockchain, if I remember correctly. And Ethereum that we know now is actually a fork of the original Ethereum chain. So Ethereum Classic um, was uh, where a lot of people stayed because there was actually some sort of hack, and I have to do my research to understand which hack it was, where they wanted to reset and go back to a specific block. So the people who are in Ethereum Classic did not believe that that worked with the integrity of blockchain. The integrity of blockchain is supposed to say that you know, that, that is how it is. That's how things happen. So we just move forward from it. Whereas the Ethereum that we know now was like, no, we need to go back and give people pretty much their money back. So people are getting scammed all the time. So this is something that people were not really uh, happy about changing. So that's why we have an Ethereum Classic blockchain and an Ethereum, right? Uh, Ethereum via Ethereum blockchain right now. Ethereum W, you said it came out two months ago. So that means Ethereum W is going to be a new fork of a blockchain. So think about this first one, Ethereum Classic, whatever that happened. That must have been years ago. I don't know the date date at the top of my head. But Ethereum Classic, like that was a fork that just created blockchain, another uh, blockchain. So let's just say for the sake of argument, keeping it simple, blockchain one is Ethereum Classic, blockchain two is Ethereum. And later, I think it's EW. uh, Please correct me if I'm wrong. It's blockchain three. That's pretty much how it is. Now we have three separate blockchains. Now Ethereum obviously has other forks that I don't know about, probably don't know that many details about, but Ethereum uh, just had this merge that we've been talking about. So Ethereum just merged to 2.0, which is proof of stake, which means you have to put money up if you want to be a validator on this network, if you want to be able to earn more Ether, and if you want to confirm transactions on the blockchain. Now Ethereum, uh, this new one that you're talking about is proof of work. So that means that people are going to move their mining equipment. Um, and for those of you who don't, are not familiar with how mining works, um, that's something we can also talk about. If you let us just let us know, we can definitely go into it. But uh, a lot of people are going to move their hash rate to chain number one, like I said, Ethereum Classic. They're going to move their hash rate to Ethereum uh, block, or blockchain number three, which is Ethereum uh, W, Ethereum Proof of Work. Um, and other people will move their mining equipment to Dogecoin, Litecoin, and some of these other uh, blockchains as well. So basically, uh, <laughs> not to talk too, too much. Um, I don't know enough about this specific chain and what the plans are on its development, but it's another proof of work blockchain that has been a fork of the current Ethereum chain in order to keep, uh, yeah, keep Ethereum running. Now, the thing that I'm worried about personally, Jordan, I have to tell you, so please, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to hear on this, hear your thoughts on this. Most of the trading volume that happens in cryptocurrencies actually happens in stable coins. So if these stable coins are not going to be used on this new Ethereum uh, proof of work blockchain, I'm
1: really concerned or I guess curious as to how it can succeed uh, in the long term. So I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, so I was just trying to read quickly. It looks like um, we just doing a quick research on Ether, you know, the Ether POW and now Ether Classic. Well, one of the biggest differences between ETC and ETH is there's a cap of 210,700,000 ETC, and there's really no cap for ETH. Um, the cap of ETC is roughly ten times that of Bitcoin, which is obviously twenty-one million. So, where would I make more money if I were to borrow a million dollars? Would I make it staking ETH, or would I make it mining ETC, knowing that no matter what happens in the next decade, the you know century, there's only going to be Two hundred and ten million seven hundred thousand ETC. When ETH, there's no cap. Um, I'm still waiting on some more research about ETH POW. ETH POW is just a fork of Ethereum proof of stake. It's just a fork of it. So, and it's it was mainly just to create. It was mainly Created for the miners that have literally spent thousands of dollars mining ether, and I, there's no statistics about it, there's no background information, we don't even know who actually created it. Um, you speak of stable coins and how most of the volume is on stable coins. Um, it why what to, to answer your question, how can it survive? because the volume, the volume is gonna change. Once people realize that this is not, this is not just a one-time wonder. Like you ever hear that one song by that one band and you think that's the only song that they'll ever produce? A lot of people have that view or opinion about Bitcoin. So in my opinion, in the next five years, people are gonna realize that this is a new wave of technology and bitcoin is just the grandfather. So over time there's going to be enough value for people to understand cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. So if if for some reason and I don't know I haven't done my research about ETHW and, and when you're talking about stable coins this for some reason um, ETHW won't allow Stable coins for whatever reason, I don't see that being an issue, but there should be enough. There should be pairs. That's the first thing you would do as a new coin would be to to create pairs from ETHW. Obviously, you start with Bitcoin and to maybe USD or USDC.
1: Well, we're out of time, Jordan. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to explain that and talk about the merge. Um, This is, uh, to some people, is
0: one of the biggest events in crypto. Um, But yeah, that was another episode of Business uh, Business Plugs Live. Thank you for listening. My name is Carlos Cray and I am joined today by Jordan Smith, as always. If you have any feedback or questions, you can reach us on our social media channels at businessplugs.com, or you can email us at at info@businessplugs.com. Um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, make sure to like, and subscribe and hit that notification bell. If you want to receive more content like this, um, yeah, then go ahead and hit that notification bell on Spotify as
1: well. Um, so that's pretty much it looking forward to it and see you next time.